One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Behold the face of fear, the mind of madness. Behold the horror that may soon be champion. I am afraid of what I might do when I no longer have control of my mind. Pray that this man can stop the insanity. Pray for him if he doesn't. Have a nice day. Classic retro reaction to In Your House Mind Games from 1996 games. Uh, we're watching back one of a, a pay-per-view that is very much a moment in time on our journey through 1996. And who be we? I be Fake Geordie, radio presenter without portfolio, Tom Campbell. And I am with the Mulligan to my O'Hare, Liverpool's fifth favourite son, the rambunctious Jackie Orlando. How you doing, Jackie? I'm not too bad, thank you. Uh, who, who are the, the, the four favourite sons then? It's um, Paul McCartney. Yeah. John Lennon. Yeah. Um, manager from Liverpool. Yeah, everyone likes what's his name. Um, he has glasses and he's tall and he wears a big coat. I was going to say, really, it's it's Tarbuck, it's Dodd, it's it's Silla Black, and it's Pete Burns. <laughs> well, no, it's that they are they're in the top ten, but it's 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 McCartney, Lennon. The manager from Liverpool, and then all of China crisis, <laughs> <laughs> all, all at the same time. Yeah, that's 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 pretty accurate, actually. Yeah. How how are you doing anyway? I'm not too bad. I'm just I'm farting around with my mic a bit. Um, got on a little. My fire own mic. Apologies, anyone that's listening and realise I came in mega hot because what I have to do in this studio is turn my mic all the way down. To prevent me from peeking, because I'm a loud boy. And that's why we call you the peeking duck. They asked why I am called the peeking duck. But uh, no, I'm, I'm all right, thank you. I had a, a busy yet cromulent few weeks, because Aidan Gibbons, at work, shy bastard, decided to take some time off. 
Morgan's here. I had to run the website in a two weeks when bugger all happens, unless you were called Eric Young or Nick Aldis. So it was a very, very quiet few weeks while Aiden Gibbons very selfishly took a bunch of time off. Yeah. Hey, look. So which meant that we haven't been able to record these as frequently as we'd like to. We have the episode after this. I'll let you behind the curtain. We have the episode after this already in the can. You're going to hear that next week, and it's a good one. So we have to now record the episode before it, whereby <laughs> we won't reference anything that we talk about in this next week because we can't. And, yeah, and... Um... Yeah, a little treat as well. In a, in a few weeks, I'm going to be in Newcastle, aren't I? So we're going to get some more recorded, which will probably also be out of sync. So <laughs> it's going well, mate. This leaving to go back to Liverpool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I got it's it's done nothing but rain all month here. It's been fantastic. Oh, we've had rain nonstop pretty much until today. Day of recording, yeah. it rained like for a week in Newcastle. So live. I think we've had the same weather as you in Liverpool. Yeah, it's been it's been shite. It's been really. You know what been... isn't? You know what oh. isn't shite though? Your eyes. My eyes are not shite. Uh, thankfully, because otherwise I wouldn't be able to see. Uh, but being back in 1996 with my good mate Jackie Orlando, where we are watching in your house mind games, and yeah. you are watching games, 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 and you are watching it with us. So here's how you do that: you have to go to the WWE Network or Peacock. You go to the home screen. You click browse, you go, where the fuck is everything now? You scroll for seemingly 47 days past every possible show ever and realize there's no tab for in your house. What do I do? You find something that looks like a WWE in-ring pay-per-view tab. You click it, can't find in your house. Wait, there's an in your house section. Oh no, they're all titled and all out of order. There's in your house one, five, seven, two, four. For some reason, you then give up. You have a little cry. You then go to the search bar and just type in in your house mind games and it comes up there <laughs> see i've not experienced this new homepage. the, the first i heard of it was um writer for Cultaholic lewis house last week was saying how, how do you get images from wwe now that it's um now that they've buggered the homepage?" page it's like i've not been on the homepage, and i usually just google so <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, they've made a proper cock up of it have they? they they have wanked about with the wwe network uh they'll mm. now it makes it very difficult to find things. And I think there's probably a method to it. I've just not figured it out yet. Um, so it's, it, it's trickier. There are some potential landmines for the classic Nitro review because they've only uploaded 17 episodes of Nitro for 1997 at time of recording. But we'll worry about that next year. Um, but on the plus side... I tell you what they have done, which I know I'm not. We're just gonna slag them off and and and, and railroad them here, right? Uh, you can now watch pay per views and WWE events at uh, up to three times the speed. Right, good. Which you couldn't <laughs> do before. So if you like me, have to watch five different modern day TV shows and then three old wrestling shows in a week. Do you know what? It gives you plenty more time for wanking. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Isn't that what life is all about? <laughs> that, that's the real reason I moved home. I was kicked out of Newcastle for wanking in work too much. <laughs> the old WIW got you, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I took the piss when I stood on Pachiti's desk. <laughs> He doesn't like that sometimes. 
Depends what mood he's in. Yeah, I caught him on a bad day. <laughs> you certainly did catch him. Uh, so this is where... I'm going to get fired for that. Uh, <laughs> that's what he said at the time. Now, yeah. this is where you're going to join us. We're going to watch In Your House Together. You can you just, good luck, head to the network and find it. We'll give you a second to do that right now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back, Jackie Orlando. Are we ready for the one-match pay-per-view spectacular that is in your house, Mind Games? Oh, you bet I am. Okay, on go. We'll all press play together in three, two, one, go. Oh, the face of fear. And we kick off with a Mankind. So Mankind versus Shawn Michaels is our headline attraction for this pay-per-view. Buzzing for it. See, I'm, I'm excited because it's... An event and a match I know well, but I've never seen. So you've never seen the whole event? No, no. I've never even seen the main event. I've just seen dribs and drabs. So, yeah, looking forward to this. Uh, Dribs and drabs had a terrible match. They they, they tried the best, didn't they? But they were jobbers at the end of the day. (laughs) Barry dribs and Callum drabs. (laughs) Barry dribs. He was one of my favourites growing up, Barry dribs. Just wish he just, you know, just wish he stayed off the drugs. Yeah, it could have been different. That dark side of the ring episode <laughs> on him. <laughs> that dark side of the dribs. T- talking of which, we were talking yesterday about Marty Ginetti, and um, L- Lewis was saying that he's, you know, it, his Facebook posts read like um, Kenny Powers um, bits of speech from Eastbound and Down. And now I really want Marty Ginetti in GCW as Marty fucking Ginetti. Basically playing Joey Janela's dad. I think oh. that would be... If you can get Marty on the straight and narrow and get him doing that, I'd be amazing. Could you imagine <laughs> what a joy that would be? That'd just be... I'd love that. Talking of which, there's there's the weak half of the Rockers right there, Sean <laughs> There has to be a weak half, and unfortunately there is the weaker half. That's, that's why the worst member of a tag team is called the HBK of such and such tag team. <laughs> now, we can see, just because we're, we're, we're trialling this, watching it via Zoom together. Now, it says pause recording or stop recording there, which suggests to me that this is recording. Good. That's fine. Just check. 
Now, I listen to the New Generation Project. It's, uh, it, it's, it's archived now, but what a time it was. And they did an episode on Mind Games where they, they said, does the skull from Mind Games games look like the skull from the TV show Nightmare? Ooh, a little bit. And it does, doesn't yeah. it? Oh, talking of a nightmare, Vince McMahon and Mr. Perfect on commentary with Jim Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Tony Guerrero sign behind him as well? Better be. <laughs> I did a video this week where I referred to Tony Guerrero as a stooge without portfolio. <laughs> very, like ac- very accurate. Vince McMahon for God. Oh, so you can apply to be God. That's good then- to know. I saw the full sound. It was Tony Guerrero rules, and that was held up by Tony Guerrero himself. <laughs> God love Tony Guerrero. We are in the Core State Center in Philadelphia, now known as the Wells Fargo, uh, the home mm. of the Flyers in the NHL and the 76ers in the NBA. You know why the Philadelphia 76ers are called the Philadelphia 76ers? Go on. Uh, they're named after the year the Declaration of Independence was signed in Philadelphia, 1776. Mm. There you go. You are welcome. We've missed uh, a kickoff match between Savio Vega and Marty Gennetti that set this up uh, because we had Justin Hawk Bradshaw attacking Savio Vega after he beat Party Marty Gennetti. Not ECW. This is the closest we get to Marty Gennetti in ECW. <laughs> <laughs> Ready for the Caribbean strap and Savio. Oh. What's that you're saying? You want to be in a WWF? Hey, baby, you. You got it. You got it, stinky cowboy. Stinky cowboy. You and me. Got to be a strong match. You can't play with Savio Vega. I know someone will do a stinky cowboy for 45 quid. Describe in great detail what a stinky cowboy is now. Um, it's a type of sandwich, but it's it's using foie gras and I don't know something else. A West, uh, te- Texan cheese. Yeah, I, t- I twisted that. Then it went low brow and I brought it back up to kind of like mid brow. You did well. So Justin Hot Bradshaw was complaining that he's ever been on a WWF pay-per-view, so he attacked Savio Vega, and it leads to this Caribbean strap match between these two now. And uh, this is indeed Justin Hot Bradshaw's pay-per-view debut. It's mad that he became champion, not in terms of, like, his ability or... I mean, he looks better here than he did as JBL. JBL just looked like someone's dad. But just in terms of a career trajectory as just a permanent kind of lower lower mid-card fella to just boom, it's insane. It went so... It it was... I think that was the issue a lot of people had was he was, like, barely on the radar at the start of 04. And then, like, oh, Mm. you're champion, like, by the summer. Okay. Yeah. They'll either drag their feet with somebody or they'll just go, all right, fine, you champ. <laughs> and this was a case of that. So this is the second Caribbean strap match that we have talked about. Jack Atkins on a WWF pay-per-view. Both involving Big Savio Vega as well. This is his gimmick match. Touch all four corners to win. And and that's what JBL, as he will soon be known, is trying to do. Who is that in the bottom left corner, Jack Atkins? Oh, bloody hell. It's hardcore hack, poorly dangerously, and Dusty Rhodes impersonator Tom Streamer. Yeah, it certainly is. There is an ECW flavor to this particular evening, which we will talk about when it becomes apparent in a few seconds' time. Oh, there they are. There's the lads up front. I really want one of those ECW caps. 
I want I want Harko Hack Zubaz. No, they're amazing. They look so comfy. It's Tyler Fullington? It's probably not. <laughs> Tyler! Tyler! Daddy, you're a trunk. I worship Raven. <laughs> I hate when my son joins a cult. That's oh, the worst, isn't it? It is the bloody worst. So tonight, really, there's one match on this show. And oh, there you go. <laughs> there is a there's a local wrestling group here in Philadelphia. Vince acknowledging it as well. So this is the beginning of something quite special. Paul Heyman, Tommy Dreamer, the Sandman. Oh, Briscoe's there. Is that Bruce Pritchard as well? <laughs> Come on now, fellas. We don't want no. <laughs> Wait till I talk about this on my podcast. What's a podcast? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like a radio show. <laughs> so they're showed away from them now. So this was all indeed a planned bit because the WWF are planning a little something different, an invasion angle of their own. Since the outsiders are doing their thing in WCW, the WWF are planning a legitimate invasion angle with, uh, with a revolutionary promotion ECW. Again, I, I say it every week. That I know you said that you um, listen to like the new generation. Was it a new generation podcast? Um, but this is this this just is attitude era in everything but name. Now I don't care. I don't care who you are. Take it and stick it up your bum. You got mankind in the main event for goodness' sake. <laughs> there is so much. There is so much of an attitude era energy here without hmm. name. Yeah, well, they've been moved on now. That's so the whole. I think the big purpose for this match was to create this bit of buzz around the ECW contingent. According to Dave Meltzer, he says that this match was put in place as a way to facilitate this invasion bit. Yeah, without ruining any other matches on the night. I think as well. I've read that um, the only person in the match who was aware. I know Savio was, but Bradshaw wasn't, um, because I think. I don't know why I was reading this, but I think Bradshaw was ready to just like batter them and Savio kind of had a quick word in his ear saying, no, don't worry, don't worry, it's, it's a spot and kind of oh, pushed him away. I was going to say, why why would you not clue Bradshaw in? Because he's the most likely to go, to go pell-mell and just start <laughs> clattering people. Yeah, that's true. Or at least tell, tell Dirty Dutch, he's old school, isn't he? Yeah, Dutch would deal with it. <laughs> Uncle Zebekiah, a.k.a. Dutch Mantel at ringside as the... Manager adjusted Hawk Bradstrow, we've talked about for a few bits. Now, the like everything about that bit there was planned, according to Dave Meltzer, including the smashing of the beer can and the blood. I can't mm. imagine the blood was planned. No. Despite what Dave is saying here. Yeah, because it was definitely hard way, because that's the Sandman, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it was an actual match or if it was just always an urban legend that Sandman had a first blood match and lost before the bell rang because he cut himself open on his beer can. <laughs> that's funny. I'm sure Matthew did something similar in a very early episode of the Coldzolic Wrestling Podcast where he tried to go Sandman with a can and bust his own head open. We've all done it. Of course we have. There's a great TikTok of a of a young man getting into. They play Steve Austin's music at a pool party, and he gets into he gets into the pool with two glass bottles of beer and just smashes them. 
Just glass everywhere. His hands are cut. Oh, that's just that's just gone right through me. Hard like a shard call. of glass. Like a shard of glass. Hardcore lad. Big fan of his work. Big boot by Justin Hawk Bradshaw. So this is the this is the first wrestling event in the Wells Fargo. Mm. Uh, and uh, it's not long been built. It's a nice, shiny new venue. This is also the the highest attended in your house pay per view the company has ever done. Wow. And I believe it'll be in the top five of WWF pay per views for the year. It's you can tell it's it's a packed house. And it's and it's done well off the back. Now, locally, they've advertised a whole bunch of matches that we won't see because there's three dark match main events. But it's on television. It's been all about Shawn Michaels and Mankind and Undertaker and Goldust. And it's only been like comparatively a couple of weeks of build. But Philly is a wrestling hotbed. They're ready to fight. Yeah, definitely. I've noticed around this time as well, like these couple of years, that WWF are getting into these shiny new arenas. They must have been cutting a deal or something saying, look, we won't charge you as much as other touring acts, but we'll guarantee you a big house or something like that. There must have been something. There was, I imagine some deals broker to, with the city or with the state to, to get them into some new venues. Because mm. at, at this point, the, the, the war is, is starting to be won by WCW. And Savio wins! Oh, so there was a good ending. I like that. He was touching all the turnbuckles on the old sly. Yeah. Cheeky devil. Yeah, so there were, there's... Uh, WWE are doing that now more than ever, whereby, you know, if you're going to run a big event there, they're cutting big deals with yeah. the state or the, the city that they go to. The whole thing of John Cena shouting at Money in the Bank going, hey, let's have a WrestleMania in the UK, was just to entice the UK market to pay to have WrestleMania there. Which is... Oh, it- it would happen. make them a ton of money. If they ran two nights of WrestleMania at Wembley Stadium. Yeah. Imagine if, they did, imagine if they did that, though. I think there'd be mass brawls in the cultaholic office for people wanting to go to it. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen beer prices in London, have I? Like, I'll, watch, I'll watch from a distance. <laughs> from a blimp. <laughs> I'm going to watch it from my blimp. I'm gonna fly a blimp with my face, with your face on, over the top of the Wembley. That's the face over the top of Wembley Stadium. Oh, that'd be amazing. Might do that. For, hey, we could do that for All In. Let's do it. Might happen. Are you excited for All In? I think we talked yeah. about it on the yeah, phone before. I'm, I'm quite excited for it now. Yeah, um, especially now I said that I've uh, got a couple of days up in Newcastle beforehand, so everything's all sorted everything's booked everything's I, I can start planning it now still don't know what we're doing work-wise when we're there because we've not had any confirmation from AEW. um i probably shouldn't be saying this on the podcast <laughs> it'll all be fine i'm sure yeah. <laughs> meanwhile enough about exciting AEW pr related conversations it's time it's time it's Jim Cornette time. I love that he's coming out of Vader's music. And Invader's gear. <laughs> oh, goodness me. It's a look. <laughs> now, Jim Cornette is coming into this match with... Oh, wait, look at this! 
Oh my god, Get it's Razor Ramon and Diesel. Got a haul of Kevin Nash here! Yeah, eat a dick, Savio. Kevin Nash has never moved that quick in his life. That door was not locked. <laughs> <laughs> we will see them on Raw tomorrow night. Oh, next week's episode is fun. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Not one to sell the TV show whilst doing the pay-per-view, because that's a cardinal sin that a lot of wrestling companies still commit to this very day. Um, Jim Cornette's coming into this match with an injury. Uh, for some reason, he's retaining a lot of water in his knee. His oh. knee is swollen. Do you reckon it's a, from his famous scaffold drop that he's just got bum knee? Could be very much that. <laughs> Cornette is Vader. Say what you want about Cornette, but he's not afraid of making a complete twat out of himself on purpose. I think the best, the best people in the world of wrestling are that they're not afraid to be twats. Mm. <laughs> that look! <laughs> it's like Ricky Gervais as the genie in extras. It was amazing. <laughs> look, talk about Ricky Gervais as the genie in extras. Here he comes. It's Jose <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know I was going to check before. <laughs> I was gonna write. I was writing to Cage Match Jose Lothario. So let's see what his last match was. But but predictive writing on my phone has maybe searched for Jose Lot Haribo. Because <laughs> kids and grown-ups love it so. Happy Jose Lothario. <laughs> <laughs> so. Super, now, this is a match that they had at their big show in Toronto. And they're running it back here on pay-per-view. I can confirm that this is the first... In terms of on television, the first match that he has had since September the 15th, 1985. <laughs> They have, I mean, had the, they have had this match at a couple of house shows. They had the one at the Exhibition Stadium. They've done it in Texas on the loop round there, but this is on pay-per-view, so now it counts. I mean, if you compare him to John Morrison, he looks shite, but for someone's granddad, he's in all right, Nick. Jose Lothario. If I get to Jose's age and I'm in that sort of Nick, I'd be all right with that. Yeah. But his last match before this, Jose Lothario teamed with Tom Jones, not that one. Uh, to face Gorilla Johnson and the and the Samoan, and that that'll do it. I, I, I missed the finish, laughing at the idea of Tom Jones team. <laughs> Who is Come this? On, <laughs> Come on, Horsey. We're both we're both lovers and fighters. <laughs> the amount of knickers that'd be thrown at the thrown at the ring if Jose Lothario and Tom Jones teamed up. Man, boy, oh. <laughs> oh, put some in your pocket. Take them home for a treat. <laughs> Take them over the tree. 
Right, so that'll do, Jose. Um, oh, by the way, Vega, Vega and Bradshaw, what did Dave Meltzer give the strap match? Uh, one and three quarters. One and a quarter. What did Dave give that? Dud. <laughs> Minus one. Oh, okay. A bit harsh. <laughs> Something redeemable. Mm. We are two matches down in our six-match card. <laughs> gonna fly the superstar line i genuinely miss the opportunity to call the wrestlers after their matches and just shoot the shit with them hey mark Mero, you look shite but uh farouk what's with the blue helmet you look shite as well <laughs> hey farouk do you regret leaving wcw he looks fed up <laughs> look at him he's just he not he's got the helmet on he can't hear anything <laughs> It sounds like someone's just handed him a phone like when like a toddler pretends they're on the phone they hand it to you and just go hello yes Kurt Hennig taking a night away from feeding his wife mine to call commentary this evening he's dressed like a lovely bowl of Neapolitan ice cream as well he That's... really is isn't he That's a lovely combo oh here we go so we were told. No crutch as well. Yeah, a bit of a limp, but otherwise he's doing good. We were we were told uh, in the run up to this that we were going to get Brian Pillman interviewing Bret Hart on this pay per view. Uh, of course, they they kiboshed that rightfully so the night the week before. Brian Pillman, you are a liar. Lovely. <laughs> You are a close personal friend of me and my brother, Owen. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a mirror behind him. That's just somebody with a similar haircut doing a similar interview. As for Owen, Bruce Hart in a wig. Brian Pillman, you're both liars. So don't talk to me anymore either, Owen. Brett's doing a Brett promo. That's great. You know all those beautiful sights of Philadelphia we've all been seeing? Surprising to get more of a reaction for Brian in Philly. I just feel mm. like this is sort of his home away from home. Yeah, especially because six months earlier, he was threatening to get his dick out in the bingo hall. <laughs> yeah. I will whip out my Johnson! I love the Mandela effect that that particular bit has because there's people who you'll talk to will swear blind. Yeah, Brian Pilbert took a piss in the ring. <clears throat> he didn't. But you remember that, and that's how how impactful that core memory has been. Yeah. It's like people who say, oh, I love that scene from Reservoir Dogs where the guy cuts his ear off. You don't see the ear getting cut off. No. Oh, Brian Pillman. I've made no secret of my love for Brian Pillman on this podcast, but he's just great, isn't he? Ready to get back into the ring very soon. We'll have some shiny news about Brian Pillman to come that uh, we're going to maybe finally see him wrestle at some point oh it's all right we've got a heart interview <laughs> tony hart <laughs> <laughs> tell me tony how are morphin jazz doing <laughs> do us a picture <laughs> make us a picture out of pasta 
Owen Hart's in this really weird place because obviously he's here now doing a, a very Healy promo. Mm. But like he's in a tag title match later where he's kind of a good guy. Yeah. King of farts. Am I right, kids? <laughs> you told him. <laughs> oh, Owen, cheers, mate. Owen's crying. Smile <laughs> him just one tear rolling down his cheek. Do you reckon at school they were all called like the fart family? If I was a bully and I went to the same school as the Hart family, I would go, oh, hello, Owen, fart. And they'd be like, hey, have you met me, Dad? He'll kill <laughs> yes, you. Yes, you fart. <laughs> and he'll feed you to the literal bear we have in our house that's called Ted. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the bear. I'd be getting stretched by Stu. I'd be going, oh, all right, Stu, fart. <laughs> I wouldn't care at that point. I'm dying anyway. <laughs> Tell me if you, you like, you'll still be Stew Far. Oh, you got Stew Far. <laughs> As he's smashing your head in with a glass ashtray. Ow, get off, Stew Far. <laughs> and your wife smells too. <laughs> Jesus Christ, she honks, mate. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> I'm sorry your wife smells. That's a a new uh, a new wrestler moniker for you. The glutton of the glutton for punishment, Tom I'm... Fart. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Fart lay there like blood dripping down his face as Stu Hart leaves the dungeon. I just go, oh, where are you going? You going to the toilet? <laughs> you going for a big poo? Going for a big poo, Stu Fart. <laughs> Bet you're gonna fish it out and give it a little lick. <laughs> Bet you're gonna kiss it. <laughs> I was walking away. Yeah, I know. I could tell it didn't smell as bad. <laughs> what, like, what am I doing? What am I... <laughs> Yay! Oh, that is now just stone cold, isn't it? <laughs> it's just the good out. Not quite, because we've still got the uh, the strange operatic music. Oh, true. Yeah. So we, we won't. I don't think we'll get Austin's music till. Survivor Series? No, but that's that's the first time we've seen that vest because he had the other one with the painted logo on the back, didn't he, with, like, the wings? Oh, yeah, they've binned off the wings. He's three with neck injuries. The whole world knew that Bret Hart wasn't going to show up. Stone Cold sure as hell knew that. Austin doesn't wrestle tonight. Bottom line is when Stone Not even on the dark. Not even on the dark. Hmm. I thought he, I thought he might have been in the, might have been in a in a dark match or something, but according to all the, the, the optics and stuff that I've read, he's just had to do a promo. ECW reunion as well. The WCW yeah. and ECW reunion. And Owen Hart. And Owen Hart. New Japan's Owen Hart. New Japan's Owen Hart. <laughs> This is um, one of the things I've been writing in the super secret thing that everyone knows what it is now. That it's, it's always unfair whenever any other company that isn't WWE or WWF, everyone goes, oh, it's just filled with former WWE guys. It's like, no, that's just how wrestling works. Like, yeah, w WWF at this point has loads of old WCW guys, but because they weren't like crusty owl farts, no one seems to care. Because they, just... they, they went to sort of the younger talent pool, didn't they? Yeah. Brett, if you ever do come back, and I hope you do 
I mean, pretty much every wrestler is an ex WWE guy at this point. Exactly. Yeah. In some way, shape, or form. But it was interesting to see how different the WCW and WWF were thinking at this point, because obviously WWF had less less of a budget, so they were going for like the guys who were lowering the card, didn't have much going on, and bringing them in and revamping them. Whereas yeah. WCW were going, let's just bring some top bollocks in and let's chuck him in the mix. Yeah, and I kind of like WWF's approach. Yeah, in the in the long term, it's it's definitely more secure because what, like late ninety seven, early ninety eight, they went, oh, shit, um, ooh, we better start building up like DDP, um, Goldberg, is he ready? No, I'll bring him in anyway. Oh god. And it's Mark Henry. Mark Henry is in groping the Philadelphia Bell today and admiring statues in his lovely hat. That's a great look. I'm, I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> it's Mark Henry in a horse! How, how do we tell it's people that he's a baby a face? <laughs> Only baby faces can stroke horses. I wish he'd rode that horse to the ring. <laughs> Imagine that as a visual. A terrified Mark Henry, twice the size of a horse, riding a horse with blinkers on into a dark arena as strobe lightning goes off. It'd be the greatest moment in wrestling. Yeah, for Dad. Right, Owen, get back out there. It's time for your match. Owen's gone back and he's come out again. He's got he's got the boy of our heart. I always find it funny when you've got the. Uh, and we will, don't worry, we will talk about our boy. But I always like it when you have those segments where they have a promo, then they have a match. WCW were terrible for planning these things. Sting did like a promo on the ramp, headed up to the back, realized his music was still playing, got to the entrance, then realized, turn around, oh, I'm going to go to the ring. Ow! <laughs> Straight to the ring. Brilliant. He's being attended to there by Harry Potter's dad. <laughs> Or his stepdad, rather. No post on Sundays. Uh, <laughs> I like Sundays. Uh, this is a classic bit of business. Clarence Mason's going to sort all of Jim Collette's legal issues out. Or is he? Mm. Right, Big Billy and Big Bart. Lads on tour. Anyway, Bulldog's in the house. Is Bulldog about to win a belt? Oh, I hope so. Bloody hope so. <laughs> With trousers keep falling down. <laughs> Got quick kicked out of Safeway the other day for having me knob out by the cheese. I said, it's not my fault. <laughs> my pants are falling down. You know you're going to be, like, within a 20-mile a radius of Harry Smith at the end of, the, at the end of August. I'm, pl I'm playing the long game. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to shave my head until then. I'm going to shave off my beard. So I'm just, there's just going to be like this like rough looking man with a mustache being like, oh, Jackie Orlando, never heard of him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I went Yiddish then, but that's just, just like, what, what accent have I not got? Going to give you a t-shirt to wear. This is a picture of Bulldog. This is a meat king on it. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> you like it? I drew it myself. <laughs> it looks like my wife now. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> my arm's aching. I had to use seven pens to do that, and you all ran out. <laughs> I love the thought of Bulldog just lay on top of that backstage with a big fell tip. Oh, shit. Someone's the sticking out the side of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like 18 black fell tip pens just burned out next to him. Fuck. Oh. This wasn't even a planned spot. He just got bored and wanted to do some colouring in. <laughs> just did some doodling. Where's she That's going? A... Bye. Come back, dream woman. <laughs> Why you that? Why... <laughs> I want to take me to the clouds above. Come back, dream to... woman. Take me to the rafter, people. <laughs> I will be there, new monarch. Uh, behold, I'm Davy Boy, the monarch of the rafter, people. <laughs> Who's that? Sting! Get out of my land! <laughs> my land, as far as the eye can see. Message in a bottle, more like a message to, I don't know, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fields of barley, more like, fuck off. <laughs> Englishman in New York, more like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stand so close to me, more like, do fuck off. <laughs> Every little thing she does is fuck off, yeah. <laughs> I'll be watching you, more like I'll be hoping you fuck off. This podcast is going to be ruined if Bulldog ever leaves, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Do some of that candy floss there. Lovely. <laughs> I'll have a hold. Owen, keep it, keep it ticking over. It's in candy floss. I'm going to get a little bit of it. <laughs> Got a pound coin in my boot. Sorry, it's a bit sweaty. <laughs> Billy Gunn, the talking point in the week that we're recording this, he left his boots in the ring on mm. AEW Collision. Has it been confirmed that he's actually hung them up or is it just a weird I feel like it's a storyline thing feels like it do you reckon all in then maybe give him his last match in front of the big maybe maybe we give we do Billy Gunn versus um Barco <laughs> Harry Smith and they recreate of... mind games that I said hell of a career though for Billy Gunn Oh my gosh, yeah. Just first match back in 1989. I saw uh, I saw something the other day saying Billy Gunn's been wrestling for so long that he's wrestled the likes of Sting and Sting, just showing him wrestling <laughs> Sting in the 80s and Sting in 2023. <laughs> if, you, if you can bookend your career with Sting, then you've done all right. Yeah. But I think he's one of those guys that does get forgotten about in terms of like those legends of with like a, a hell of a career. And like he's, he's had peaks and troughs, as we said on the news, and his peaks have been great and his troughs have been fucking low. But he's, you know, he's done it all. Cowboy, Elvis impersonator. He's done it all. Hey! He's had multiple brilliant theme musics. Yeah. He's been an outlaw. He's been a bottom enthusiast. He's been a, a an onus enthusiast. Yeah. He's been uh, a pretend homosexual. He's then been a flamboyant man. He has been an outlaw, but in another company. He has been an advocate for the Alamo. 
he's been anti-WWE, then pro-WWE. He was a tag team champion in the late noughties and uh, faced the Shield. And now he is the daddy ass. And you, you forgot the most important bit, though. He was also a Shogun. He was also a show. <laughs> of course he was a Shogun. How did I forget about Shoguns? That, that's when he came back as a, a warrior from feudal Japan and the panda for being racist. <laughs> I want to see the first draft of Shoguns. <laughs> Hear me out, Vince. No. <laughs> <laughs> Got a great idea. See Big Paul there, also having thought of him. Imagine if he was Japanese. He's like, yeah, where are you going with this? He's like, we'll give him a sword. It's like, no, no, get rid of this. <laughs> Bulldog walks up to Billy Gunn and just says, Here you are, here's the key. That'll open the compartment where I keep me AK-47. <laughs> Said you wanted to show a gun. <laughs> do, it, do it after five, because I'm playing Doom. You can't call the landline when I'm playing Doom. I'm not allowed to play a Duke Nukem because there's boobs and that in it. Yeah, Diana would be livid if I looked at a tit. <laughs> She says, oh, she says, other people. if I look at other people's boobs, my eyes will fall out. That's weird, though, because our Tom says, I often look around it. <laughs> oh, I can't look at myself. <laughs> Bulldog's had a bit of hungry bone there. Just thought I'd point that out for the world. Oh, starving, look at it. <laughs> that is a bum that hasn't been to Meat King in a while. That's a bum of teeth. <laughs> Have I told you that my mum's got tea? <laughs> well, I don't know, but I'm very frightened. <laughs> Has anyone got any hubba bubba? I've got a hell of a trick to show you. <laughs> the world's smelliest bubblegum fart. Oh. You're welcome, kids. Ugh. Even though it feels like... Not a waste of Bulldog and Owen. It's a good spot for them in the tag division. If you think if they've got two wrestlers of that caliber that they can rebuild it around them, then... Yeah, because they both... Like we've said before, it's... Especially, the booking of Bully's been very odd because one week he'll be a world-beater and the next week he's losing to Duke Drosy. It's, it's mad. They can't make their mind up whether to pull the trigger on Bulldog being a top baby face. And, of course, they should. Yeah. <laughs> They should yesterday. And they go through, you know, fits and starts with him and Owen Hart. Like there was a there was a bit of heat with them the other week, and we're like, oh, this might lead to Bulldog going alone. Like, oh no, they're mates again. It's fine. <laughs> they will feud in the years to, in a year or so to come over a brand new title, mm. which will become the closest that Bulldog comes to getting a title shot for many years. Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Throws bin. <laughs> Lovely Inzaguri from Owen and one of my mates when he was drunk always used to do an impersonation of Bulldog throwing a bin. <laughs> he'd just get drunk and he'd just get a little wax paper bin and he'd just go, it's book and just start throwing bins. <laughs> I think we've all been there. Yeah. We've all thrown a bin in time of need. 
I can tell you not a single bin was thrown at North Wrestling Thunderstruck. How was it? It looked oh, amazing. Oh, mate. It was... Oh, no! Sorry, Bulldog. We weren't talking about you and you got hurt. <laughs> my bloody arm. Oh! And my back. My arse oh. and my knee. My pussy and my crack. <laughs> oh! Oh! Uh, Thunderstruck was great. Uh, one of the best wrestling shows I've ever been a part of. Yeah. Uh, from the production to the camaraderie to the talent to the match quality. Watched it again last night so Vader Scott and I could do the commentary. And oh, it was magnificent. Uh, it's now, now time, by the time you're watching this, when you finish this, go on to Fight and you can watch it on Fight TV. Watch the whole thing on Fight TV. Brilliant. It's a great night, lad. Gangrel, yeah. mate. Fucking gangrel, what a guy. I spoke I spoke to Fraser about it, but I realised I hadn't actually asked you how it went. But yeah, I messaged Fraser last week saying I was and he said he had a great time and just he said it just felt it felt like it could be the start of something and I hope that it can be built upon and just because there, there does seem to be that buzz around the UK Indies again. Obviously not to the level oh, yeah. that it was several years back, but it's it, it's coming back. I've seen like some really shitty looking wrestling shows doing incredibly well over the last mm. couple of weekends so i'm like delighted for them whoa was that with the cast one hand butter pin bulldogs pinning him ref oh come on ref man he's pinning cowboy man yes Oh, Bulldog Man. Too slow. No, Gangrel was great. Love Gangrel. Bless him. Birkenhead's finest. Birkenhead's finest, Gangrel. He loves the UK. He's a big fan of the UK. And uh, went and picked him up from his hotel. He got a nice energy drink in him. Had a banger of a match. Had a lovely <laughs> night. Humoured me when I got to send a video message to my brother. Because um, back in the day, uh, we, my brother and I used to play No Mercy, and my brother Mike made a character called David Lockett for some reason. Just a silly name. So I got Gangrel to do I did a little video with Gangrel where I said, Hey, Gangrel, great match tonight. And he was like, Yeah, glad David Lockett wasn't in there because that would have been a rough night. <laughs> so Mike's like, No way does Gangrel know about David Lockett. <laughs> Gangrel, David Lockett, confirmed. I love the idea of David Lockett. David Lockett. David Lockett. What was this, his finisher? Can you remember? Um, I want to say it was a bear hug. <laughs> it was either a bear hug or a really slow dominator. <laughs> it, was, it was a big set, lads, with jeans on, and he did the Blue Meanies dance, and that's the only taunt he did. <laughs> David Lockett. <laughs> David Lockett. That was his only taunt. But I, I, I seem to remember he did a really, either a bear hug or a really slow dominator to Gangrel. <laughs> oh no! He did the. Mike gave every. No, I remember now. Mike gave all his characters the, I think, powerbomb four, which was the jackknife powerbomb, because Mike liked it because you grab the guy by the shoulders and thrust them into between your legs. And it just looked really sus. <laughs> and he yeah, gave everybody that powerbomb. It's the animation of it, he holds him there for a long time as well, doesn't he? Just kind That's of like doing all the... It. It's like, yeah. 
hair. Bulldog! Power bomb, man! Power slam, man! Yes! yes! He's done it! The Bulldog dream has come true! Yeah, enough there. The office inset. It's all good, man. <laughs> hey, Tom. Can you can you open up Gravy King tomorrow? I'm gonna be partying all night. Is Ozzy Osbourne here again? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Ozzy? Now that was that was a long time ago, Davey. What? No, it wasn't. <laughs> all right, then have you got Dio? Where's Ronnie James Dio? <laughs> well, I'm so happy to have won right here in the Albert Hall. <laughs> No, Bulldog, that's not... Uh, what do you mean? I won the Battle Royale, didn't I? <laughs> oh, Sonny is sad. Sonny acting like a petulant child. Hi, Hoagie. Hi, Smug. Hi, Smug. <laughs> I gave my money to you. And I gave everything to you. Sex. <laughs> No. I thought you guys could really be winners, but you know what? You're nothing but no good cowboy wannabes. Wow. And I have had it. You two are fired. Do you hear me? Fired, fired, fired. That's a promise you could cut on the gun club. I mean... I don't think she has the authority to fire people. Thought they could be winners, aren't they? Like three-time tag champions at this point. <laughs> no, they're losers. She's just having a little strap. <laughs> Kiss my ass, and Billy's like, "Yeah, I'm trying to get in." Trying if you keep running away. <laughs> Bart's the arse. He's just thinking about a fight, but a bean. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Get me someone so I can just batter them." Uh, what did David Meltzer rate? The tag match. Uh, two. Two and a quarter. Shawn Michaels. Misery and destiny. You see, I live to make Shawn Michaels miserable. I live to make his click feel the pain that I've known my whole life. You see, Uncle Paul has told me that it's my destiny to hear Shawn Michaels gurgle and screams. It's my destiny hear his liver rupture it's my destiny to hold my hand aloft uncle paul and cuddle that heavyweight title destiny and after that we'll all have a nice day he's so good isn't he oh he's brilliant <laughs> now correct me if i'm wrong who's this no, Man walks to the ring. Oh, fuck off. It's all it. 
Correct me if I'm wrong, whether I remember this wrong. Did Mankind sometimes hold the urn upside down? Ooh, I'm not too sure. I'll, I we'll seem to, to remember he out. did. Yeah. yeah. I thought, I seem to remember he held it upside down. Like as a bit of a shtick. Probably. Anything, anything could be a gimmick, can't it? Oh, God, I forgot about this. Burger King's eating McDonald's. That's the joke. Uh, For the second time in wrestling history, a feud has been started with hot coffee being spilt on them. <laughs> Look at that outfit. Oh, it's amazing. Do you think he's pro-America? <laughs> I thought he's Cuban. It's one of the two. He likes us red and blue and he just couldn't decide. That WWF podium's amazing as well. I want that. <laughs> I want that in my house. I've always needed a lectern. <laughs> what would you say on your lectern? Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Diana, I now have a lectern. I would like to give a speech. Fuck off. Also, I would like fish fingers for tea. <laughs> you. Have we got any of them smiley faces? They They haunt me. <laughs> they are quite haunting. Delicious though. We had a we had a we had a kids' tea the other night. We tried every every couple of weeks have a kids' tea just to yeah. keep ourselves grounded. If we've done lots of grown-up things in that week, we'll have a kids' tea. And it's normally um, breaded chicken unicorns, and smiley faces and peas, beige. I think we're having McDonald's for tea tonight, talking oh, about kids' teas. Sean, yeah. Sean did a night shift. was pretty much up for 24 hours and then got into, got into bed at like half eight this morning, going to bed at 10. And I was like, just to let you know, at 12 o'clock, I'll be through that thin wall screaming about Mark Henry. Oh, and she was, like, she was like, that's fine. That's fine. So, Could you not have gone to your office space? No, not to record. No. Uh, they'd be upset with that. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> look at that outfit. It's a strong look. It's like Kurt Angle. It really is, yeah. It's 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 more like yeah, it's like Kurt Angle's last run when he had that weird gauntlet thing as well. I feel like this is some sort of weird multiverse that we've stumbled into where Mark Henry gets the Kurt Angle gimmick. <laughs> At this point, like they 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 they're trying to push Mark Henry as like this Olympic superstar, and it and it and it, it works and it doesn't work. But at this very point, like the guy who will legitimately be the Olympic superstar is competing in Atlanta. Is that crazy? Yeah. And he'll be in Philadelphia soon as well, won't he? Oh yes. <laughs> this ECW looks fun and Christian and wholesome. What? You've got people here who do souffles. I love doing a souffle. <laughs> What's that raven chap up to? He seems dark and brooding. Oh. oh. <laughs> Don't like the wrestling. <laughs> I did enjoy, like, an offbeat comment about Kurt Angle. I remember in 1999, there was interviews where he said, honestly, I don't think I should be a bad guy because I don't think people are going to want to boo me because I'm so beloved. <laughs> And I find that funny when you get wrestlers that go, I don't think I'm going to work as a heel. I think people like me too much. And they're normally the people that absolutely would make great heels. Oh, yeah. 
If you're I'm a wrestler just... and you currently think I'm too popular, I couldn't be a bad guy, you will be the best bad guy. There's yeah. some advice for you. And that's high praise indeed, considering that, you know, Kangol's possibly, pound for pound, the greatest wrestler of all time as well. Absolutely. As is Mark Henry now, look at a headlock. It's it's still miraculous how quick he took to it. Because I remember the vignette hyping him up, thinking, oh, he looks like a bit of a geek. And then seeing him and being like, he's really, really good. <laughs> Why is he so good? Some people, it's just natural, isn't it? It's It's... It's an intangible that you can't teach. To quote, to paraphrase Enzo Amore. Sorry, Enzo. Paraphrasing you. And this is Kurt Angle, and he's got a broken freaking neck, and you can't teach. <laughs> and he cuts spaghetti with scissors, and you can't teach that. I love when that does the rounds every so often, that video of Kurt Angle eating spaghetti and cutting them with scissors. Big brain energy of eating pasta. We were, um, I was Googling and showing Kurt Angle to Sean last night because I was saying that I really want to get a really small cowboy hat for Louis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ! That nearly Ooh. went terribly wrong. Mm. Jeebus. <laughs> Finally, is... nice to see uh, King get a bit of come up and so for a change. Do we get? Do we see? I wonder. Maybe. Um, <laughs> how is Louis and how is Poppy? They're both well. Um, Louis did a big comedy sick the other day, which was quite funny. Um, I, uh, I filmed it and put it on my Instagram because I, I went out and got tattooed on Saturday, and I came in at seven, which is when they get fed. Fed them, and then I'd been in the house for five minutes, and Louis vomited from the top of his cat tower. And it just hit the second player like a pigeon it in a windscreen. Um, but I saw him retching, so I got it out and filmed it. And I had a few people like um, message me saying, ooh. Uh, they didn't say, ooh. <laughs> just, um, That'll look nasty. They were saying, oh, I'm having me tea. And I was just replied saying, well, you shouldn't be on your phone then. <laughs> it's like no phones at the dinner table, children. No. Um, yeah, Louis all right. I'm trying to see if I can see the picture you put on Instagram, but I think it's gone now, Christ. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll send it to you separately because it was on my story, but um, ah. I've, uh, <laughs> yeah, just mid-vomit. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, no, he's pulling his dick out. <laughs> Get your dick out. No, don't, Jerry. Please don't. It's, it's a form of abuse. <laughs> Pablo's got the vet on Friday. Oh no! He's all right. It's his. It's his uh, annual checkup. Biannual checkup, and uh, I think they're updating his jabs as well. So he's getting new jabs. Yeah. Uh, he's a good. He's otherwise, otherwise a good boy. I'm just. I'm desperate for the clocks to change again, because he's still waking. Like he's still waking me up at like half three, quarter to four in the morning. And going, a full Hello. twenty minutes before you're alone. I know. I'm livid. <laughs> 20, I'll get an extra, those 20 minutes make all the difference. He's there going, hello, father. I wouldn't, couldn't help but notice it is the morning time. Time for breakfast. <laughs> he, he has two settings at the moment, which is good morning, father. It's quarter to four. Time for breakfast. And then just as we're going to, like, he'll sleep all day. And then just as we go to bed, he goes, oh, now time for me to be a dickhead and run around <laughs> and make a lot of noise. And... 
Oh! Jerry Lawler lost! About time. Bloody hell! An undefeated streak that started when he beat Jackie Fargo in 1972. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Now, they've, they've had a few of these, I believe, on the house show run. A few moments, and we're seeing how it's played out here with a few of the old heels jumping Mark Henry. <laughs> Good effort. He, he just looks like Al Snow now. As in, like, the Al Snow character, not the fact that I didn't realise it was <laughs> Al Snow portraying it. Yeah. Oh, it looks like Al Snow. Oh, it's uncanny. Al Snow's playing Al Snow. Careful, Hunter. The way he's throwing people, I wouldn't let him throw you. The Hunter's wrestling later, which is why he's in his gear. One of these uh, advertised dark matches, is it? Yeah. Oh, careful. Okay. That was easy enough. Mm. The way he was throwing Leaf Cassidy and Marty Jannetty was terrifying. <laughs> it's deeply uncomfortable. It's 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 good heat. I'll I'll reserve judgment till I see a few more matches, but it's one of them, isn't it? I've just had a notification on my phone from LNER. Train people. Yeah. Time's running out to claim your free Greg sausage roll. Ooh. How do I claim a free Greg sausage roll through the train company? No, nothing. I've just got loads of spam. Join LNER perks. Okay. Okay. So apparently, because I joined LNER perks, I can go and get a free Greg sausage roll. Wonderful. That's lunch, yeah. sorted. That's lunch. <laughs> no, I'm, so I'm off to Oppenheimer after uh, we, we finish today, and I'm just living for uh, a, a ridiculously sized bag of popcorn that I can sell to eat to myself. It's only reason I go to the cinema on my own. I haven't got a shame of popcorn. Yeah. Someone's made a little mural behind. Oh, a collage, even. Oh, here we go. Next time we're together on Pepperview. Now, you know how you've said a few times, you said it today as well, how like the Attitude Era is here in all but name. Yeah. This is a side of things to come. Definitely. We've gone from crybaby matches to buried alive matches. And nothing says the Attitude Era like Terry Gordy under a hood. Oh, God. Have you seen the announce this week? Because it's been San Diego Comic Con, and that's like the only aspect of wrestling I really keep my finger on the pulse of is the action figures. They're releasing a Terry Gordy as the executioner with, with changeable heads, so you can either have it as Terry Gordy or the executioner. And I think everyone's <laughs> just going to be binning that executioner head and just being like, no, I want three birds, bam, bam. <laughs> God, yeah, we've got, got Terry Bam Bam Gordy's. Very limited WWF run to talk about this oh God, in the next yeah. few months. I didn't know they were bringing out an execute. They really are. They just kind of going, who haven't we made a figure of yet? It's just like the Star Wars figures, where for the first three movies you can get a figure of like every little character ever featured in the film. Well, yeah, they, they've gone a bit overboard recently on Hogan and Warriors. Um, so we've got 
even though it's quite cool, like uh, New Japan Ichiban Hogan is coming out. Um, nice. But they just keep doing different ones. It's like, oh, here's WCW Hogan with different wristbands. And it's like, oh, it's a bit Malibu Stacy with a you know new hat. <laughs> Malibu Stacy. Whereas me, I've just got like, the only... Uh, I started buying a few in the last year because I'm, I'm trying to get a little NWO collection together. And for some reason, Kevin Nash is really hard to get and very expensive. So I'm just waiting for them to do a new really good Kevin Nash. They brought out a Ruthless Aggression era NWO one, which isn't quite right, but I might have to get it. But I'm just like, oh, don't bring out another 17 Hogans. I've got a Hogan. Oh. So get yourself an executioner then. Mm. Get the best member of the NWO, yeah. The, the, ba- <laughs> the only member as far as I'm concerned. What did um, Dave Meltzer give Mark Henry and Jerry Lawler? Minus one star. A dud? Ooh, bollocks. Dave was not a fan. No. I was not a fan of that choke slam that Undertaker did to Goldust there, where he just <laughs> awkwardly collid with the steel steps. The Undertaker's anger has turned toward an I loved that, where he just popped out the other side. Here I am, dickhead. Great heel turn. Can this betrayal be linked to the bizarre one? Has gold dust Maybe I dreamt the fact that he held the urn upside down. When does Paul Bearer stop dyeing his hair and become like brown hair? Bearer. Oh, um. Or is that 4K or does he do it before? Huh? Pretty sure it's 97. Okay. It's, 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 I think, seem to think that by January, he'll have his natural hair color. Hmm. Pretty sure. So I quite like his natural hair look. Yeah. For a bit, he gets he, he gets much portlier, and has yes. natural hair, and uh, he looks monstrous. But I think that's the point. <laughs> so final curtain match. We've never seen one since. Dead easy. Pinfall only. And that's it. This is a, a really a, a gimmick match. They didn't need to be a gimmick match, but they're doing it anyway. Yeah. But we're about to right now. You could have I mean, got away with just these who just have it. I mind you, I don't know, because they had a casket match, didn't they? So I guess you have to at least be seen to be up in the ante. Yeah, and they were thinking probably for the paper years, like, oh, the only thing that people are tuning in for is Jim Cornette versus Jose Lothario. Better give him some <laughs> more fun for their book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a very valid point. Can we have a timestamp, please, Tom? Oh, gosh, we haven't done any timestamps. Uh, we've just passed the one hour mark. It's one hour 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, one hour and one. Lovely. Sorry, I've done no timestamps this whole episode. I will flog myself later. <laughs> No, watch out, they'll send you back to Worcester like they did, like they sent me out of Newcastle. I'll be cast back into the Liam Perrins factory where I was born. <laughs> it imagine just, like it... the gobbledygooker, but a giant bottle of Liam Perrins. <laughs> oh, it's, I had, oh, sorry guys, I had some open cuts before I went in. Oh, I just... <laughs> It'd be horrible, that. 
it'd be the cap on an already rough day because <laughs> no word of a lie, Atkins, just before I came to sit with you to record this, I was humming away to myself. I did a big stretch, put my leg on the sofa to stretch out my calves. Fucking <laughs> rip my shorts. Sat here with knowing that I'm off to see Oppenheimer and I've got a hole in the crotch of my shorts. I'm convinced you're a Beano character, you know. <laughs> I think I might be a Beano character too. <laughs> I text Alex and I just said, hey, a good idea for a, for a phone in today. Sounds about your wardrobe malfunctions. Oh, there's mine. And she went, Honey, we need to take you shopping to buy some decent clothes. <laughs> I tend to... <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> I like these shorts, but they've fallen apart in mere weeks. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, everyone warned you against using a brown Burger King paper bag as a pair of shorts, but you did not listen. <laughs> I'm now going to go to the cinema wearing a barrel. <laughs> One for Oppenheimer, please. <laughs> Sorry, I'm poor. <laughs> but in the 20s. <laughs> My boot has a big hole in the sole. <laughs> yeah, I know. My shoes have got big holes in the front, so they flap like duck lips. Oh. <laughs> And I'm wearing a top hat with a with a hole in the with a hole in the top of it. Like all poor people did in the twenties. And I'm wearing a pair of gloves, but my finger is poking out on the little finger and the middle finger only. <laughs> oh, I liked it when that was how poor people used to look. If they weren't wearing a barrel, they were in like I just a knackered old tuxedo. But like they were desperately trying to keep up appearances. By wearing a barrel. <laughs> It's all I can afford these days since the railroad shut down. <laughs> Simpler time. I lost everything on the stock market. Buy my car for a dollar. <laughs> Thank God someone bought my car for a dollar. Now I can buy a four-bedroom house. <laughs> Take I don't see life, why no, these please. kids these days can't buy houses. <laughs> I bought a house with a paycheck and even bought dinner, a new car, and... Uh, I had 30 cents in change. These kids buying the designer clothes. In my day, we, were, we had a barrel and we were... <laughs> yeah, I had to wear a barrel. But, hey, you say that, but mine's a designer barrel. <laughs> it's, a, it's an Oshkosh Bagosh barrel. <laughs> oh, Goldus is a little baggy. I said, Dustin, the cameras are on. No, wait till you get to the back. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a little bit now, it'll help. Oh, that's like that weird meme from that rude film, <laughs> that rude video. You that know bit, the one, that, that bit of blue. <laughs> uh, you know, oh, gold dust. Oh, I get it. I thought it was cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, variety never, box. you'll never forget the name of. Cornflakes. <laughs> Grant Kellogg, Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> the artist formerly known as Cornflakes. 
We should now call him Cornflakes. The problem is, we've already recorded next week's episode, so we definitely won't make that joke next week, but we might make it the week after. By which time, you, the listener out there, will have forgotten and be like, why the fuck are they talking about Cornflakes? Why are they calling Goldust Cornflakes? Isn't it about time they do their 500th Davy Boy joke? <laughs> we, get a, we get a YouTube plaque when we do that. Your 500th Davy Boy Smith joke. We've got to scrape the bottom of the barrel so then the barrel's empty and we can make a nice suit out of it. That's what we're going to do. the barrel to Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to wear a bright pink barrel to see Barbie. Uh, <laughs> It's what she would have wanted. <laughs> Are you going to see Barbie and or Oppenheimer? Um, I, I want to see Barbie more than Oppenheimer. I do want to watch both. My tolerance for uh, other people has gotten really low, though, so I only go to the cinema now if it's like like what you're doing today, like 2 o'clock on a Tuesday. Middle of the day. Yeah, as Sean saw Barbie the other day with a mate, I was invited, but I was just like, it's opening weekend, it's going to be rammed, and it's just like, I kind of want a date on my arse, and she said it was brilliant. Um, but Oppenheimer, yeah, I do want to see in the cinema, because I think that is one that you have to, it's Christopher Nolan, isn't it? You've got to see it all big and mad. Yes, as, 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 as nature intended. As nature intended. It's been a nice weekend for the cinema, just in general. I think a lot of businesses have done well because of yeah. the Barbenheimer movement. <laughs> movement. <laughs> Every either go. Everybody going to see either the movie about the the man-made the man-made device that brings society to its knees, or the movie about the atom bomb. Oh, it's my brilliant joke. I've now told it on three YouTube videos, two radio shows, and now two podcasts. Starring Brian Clark. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'd love it if uh, he was in it. <laughs> Why wasn't Adam Bomb invited to be in? We should. Oh, I should. Now, be... I, now I am become Harvey Whippleman, the destroyer of KV. <laughs> as you just see, as you just see, really small Brian Clark being dropped on Japan. <laughs> done... I should reshare that that interview today and go oh Oppenheimer week is when I chatted to Adam Bomb writes <laughs> itself it's easy yeah. that constantly looking for new ways to recycle old shit um, it wasn't shit Brian Clark was lovely Oof, that was not a lovely hip toss oh. I'm glad that Brian Clark's like getting his flowers as the kids say yes very much so. Mm. Well deserved. I like Brian Clark. I hope this line doesn't age like milk. <laughs> it's hard to tell some days. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, he was lovely, and he was marketing the uh, the old the the cruise missiles that he the the the, the squeezy missiles that he threw into the crowd. They were yeah, cool. Man. Yeah, they, they were great. He had all the tools. Should have been his dad. Vince said, right, we need Kev Nash needs your power bomb. <laughs> you new finisher. Do that. Oh, it's rubbish. You're corrupt by No uh, Eric Bischoff went, how oh, would you like to feud with Glacier? And he's like, oh, <laughs> <for Christ."> 
Would I? We're close it's, to mad. The... It's, it's, it's mad though that what, like, when did Adam Bomb debut? Like, 92? Because he was Night Stalker before that, wasn't he, in Memphis? Mm. Um, but it took him, what, like, 2000, 2001? And then Chronic, for some reason, out of nowhere, got really over in WCW. Everyone yeah. was like, we like these old stone fellas in pleather. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they had a bit of a run, didn't they? In the, the, yeah. the embers of WCW. Goldust face paint is running a little more than normal tonight. It would seem. Oh, God. Yeah. I think he's applied the same brand, <laughs> one would assume. Just use the tin of Mellow Bird's custard. <laughs> Win it. Mellow Bird's coffee, isn't it? Bird's no. custard. Bird, yeah, Bird's custard, Mellow Bird's custard, Mellow Bird's coffee. Yeah. No birds on Twitter. <laughs> oh, God, what's he done? Oh, he's just called it X now, isn't he? Yeah. I just don't think he likes money anymore. No. I mean, if you're in a position where you could take the one of the biggest social media platforms on the planet and just drive it into the ground for a laugh, then fair enough. <laughs> to be fair, I think I would. <laughs> yeah, I think... I think... <laughs> I just want to see how quickly I could destroy it. <laughs> that would be the... Yeah, it'd be, it's a good social experiment to see how quickly you can just <laughs> obliterate the, anyone's love for what was Twitter. I wonder whether he's doing it just to drive the price down so he can just sell it. <laughs> oh, oh, no! <laughs> Gold dust stood up as he hit the ground and just fell over. He's a tall boy, though. Yeah, he's a big, big lad, isn't he? Is he 6'6"? Yeah. He's massive as Dustin. He's, this, is, this must be a nightmare on someone as tall as him. Like, I'd be terrified of... Oh, mm. Breaking his neck. There you go. Final curtain. So, so what was the actual gimmick of that match? Gold dust has some dust. It was that all happened. Yeah, it's weird because it was like no count out, no DQ, pinfall only. But Goldust did the secret dust thing behind the ref's back. Yeah. Like, well, if it's no DQ, then that's fine. Literally do it in front of the ref. Get your knob out at the same time in front of the ref. <laughs> if it's no DQ, now I want to take yeah, a lovely not? little gold sheen to him. <laughs> Which is lovely. That is, is the idea there just to go right? Done feuding with Goldust. I think it has been weird the way that Taker's been feuding with Goldust and Mankind at the same time, and they've had Mankind and Goldust kind of as a unit sometimes, and then other times not. And it's it's like they wanted to do both, but we're just like, oh, we haven't got the patience to do. But just do both at the same time. Fuck it, do it. An alliance yeah. to end the Undertaker. Yeah. So what did Dave Meltzer give the final curtain match? Two and a half. One and a half. Ooh. Not a fan. No. Yeah, it just felt like a longer raw quality match, really. So far, a lot of this show has. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Corner and Super Sock was an angle. 
Yeah, Mark Henry and Lola was an angle. Yeah, because we, we were meant to have the Intercontinental title tournament final, weren't we? But instead, Mark Merrow and Farouk were just on the phone swearing at each other. <laughs> they moved it to Raw because um, it's the beginning of the full season and they want to go up against WCW in the biggest way possible. So the fallout from a pay view always sees a good number. They wanted to put a title match on there and pay off this big reveal of Diesel and Razor. New Japan's Kevin Kelly. The, the AWA Shawn Michaels. Earlier, saying that <laughs> Paul Bear is leading him to his destiny. But Sean, everybody in the click knows that this is your destiny, the World Wrestling Federation title. I'm not in the click, and I know. Since I won the World Wrestling Federation. I'm definitely not in the click. Defended this belt and been really, really nervous, you know? And the reason for that is because I feel like I can out-wrestle anybody in the World Wrestling Federation. But let's face it, I am wrestling the wackiest cat that the World Wrestling Federation. I wonder why they went with the Obviously, obviously the click is uh, a play on, like, Kevin Ash, Scott Hall, and Sean and all them's real-life friendship. Hmm. Way or another, heartbreak kid's gonna do what he always does, and that's find a way to get the job done. One way you could have gone with something slightly different as a name, though. There must have been crowd signs or something from some smarky people, and they thought, you know what, let's try and own this before it gets out. Like a little, like a little nod and wink. Many times with the Undertaker. Now that he's on mankind's side, this could spell more trouble for you. You know, it's really a politically correct statement. Unorthodox. That's very nice. You know, this guy is whacked as the day is long. And yeah, they got caskets. They're playing mind games with me. And believe me, if there was a mind up here that you could play with, he's getting the job done. But unfortunately, there's not a whole lot upstairs when it comes to Shawn Michaels. And thank goodness, because otherwise, I'd really, really be in trouble. And I'm already. He looks like if, Mankind, Paul you know, way. Mad Max was about trains instead of cars. <laughs> like some kind of like apocalyptic train driver. I guess I'll just. I suppose he has an air of a young Mel Gibson about him as well. I'm sure um, he has got a bit of a Mad Max energy. I'm sure going into this match, he was under the weather. Are you actually under the weather, or I, I, I'm sure he had he had like the flu or something going into this, which makes it all the better. The fact that he wasn't very well heading into it. Yeah. Did you try doing anything when you got the flu? Yeah, right off. Even for the hardest working man in showbiz like Jackie Orlando. Exactly. You know, just have an orange and keep going, but it, it still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> right, main event already. And uh, I can tell you, one hour... And 16 minutes, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50. It gets the lion's share of the show, and rightly so. But where is mankind? I hear you, Has. There he is in a little hat. Oh, no. Hiding in the crowd. Mankind will do anything to his own body to win this match. I can assure you, he will sacrifice. No question about that. There's going to be. There he is. Hello, Michael. 
Little pop there as he comes out. Of course, we are in Philadelphia where Cactus Jack was born. Yeah. Among other places. They should have given him pyro then. Should have given him shorts pyro. That would have been wonderful. Just screaming as the pyro's going off around him. I'm trying to think what wrestlers wouldn't see pyro. Like, all of Foley's characters apart from maybe, maybe get away with it with Dude Love. Um, Ron Simmons wouldn't suit Pyro. Who else wouldn't suit Pyro? Dean Malenko. Bob Ollie. <laughs> Bob Ollie. He'd <laughs> be like, I want the biggest Pyro ever. I want you to actually blow up the ring. <laughs> so I don't have to wrestle in it. <laughs> I'm wondering if I've just made up the thing about him holding the urn upside down. Hoses back in his casuals. I don't know, he's got like bullfighter trousers on. Why do you think they're quite highly waisted? Are they high waisted or is it just a short jacket? We'll never know. Oh, it could be a short jacket. Slightly shorter jacket. Hey, girls, man of the year. Okay. Signs of good quality tonight. Yeah, I think Jose looks like a bullfighter. Strong bullfighter vibes. I love the way, he, like, if Jose Lafario was anyone else, Shawn Michaels would chew him out for kind of like standing in the way as his pyro's going off. But because it's his trainer, he can't say a word to him. <laughs> Jose got no ring awareness. Just gonna wander around. <laughs> just walked into key moments in wrestling history. Brett's putting the sharpshooter on Austin. Jose's just wandering around. <laughs> is, that, is that Ken Shamrock? Hiya, Ken. <laughs> You're right, Ken. Looks like a Yorkshire now. You're right, Ken. It's me, Jose. Oh, fuck's sake, it's El Hey, it's your fave. Yeah. There's a woman in the crowd that had a sign that said, number one click chick. I haven't seen any polls that rate you as such. <laughs> They didn't ask me, that's for sure. I didn't get asked if she was the number one click chick. That's what my dad says every time he reads anything about a poll. He's like, well, they didn't ask me. Like... <laughs> love actually voted the best love movie of Christmas history. Oh, they didn't ask me. I'd have said... You hate cinema. <laughs> I'd have said die hard. <laughs> right, Philadelphia. Getting mankind, getting Mick Foley. Home away from home. And the way Sean like builds to this, I think it's really great. Like he hasn't buried mankind no. at any point. Very much made out that like, yeah, he's a whack job, but I've got to be on my game. I think he's coming to this. He's still like, I don't quite know how I'm going to deal with it. And he's yeah. like, weeks to think about it. He's like, I still don't know how I'm going to beat this guy. I remember watching this, I got this on VHS many years ago, and I remember, for some reason, I remember this start of the match because the gold dust's dust was still on the ground, and everybody's just getting shiny. <laughs> Captain's clothesline. One for the ECW lot. There you go, ECW hey. <laughs> They get it. They know it. I wonder how many matches Sean and... Ma like singles matches Sean and Mankind had they can't have had too many 
I don't think they did. I think that they very much moved in different circles, with the exception, obviously, this is a, a key one for them. Yeah. But let me see what Cage Match says. So I certainly don't remember them crossing paths in, like, 98. Yeah, because obviously Cactus will feud with Triple H and Cactus and Funk will feud with the New Age Outlaws and obviously the famous cage match where China absolutely rollocks the door into his head. But Sean was pretty much out of the picture, wasn't he? Or getting towards leaving. Pretty much. So he was on his way, but there was... Let's have a look. So... Uh, this is actually their first match ever. I assume they would have had some goes around on the house show loop. I guess we've had Shawn Michaels gold dust on the house show loop. Yeah. Uh, so this is their first match ever. And it'd be the best they'll ever have. Um, there'll be some house shows which will feature Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker versus Goldust and Mankind at the top. Mm. One house show coming up is Goldust and Mankind versus Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Armageddon rules. Hmm. They'll even do a steel cage tag team match. But in terms of one-on-ones, there will be a series of house shows in California in Texas in early 97 that are headlined by world title matches and non-title matches with Mankind. But nothing on telly ever again. One-on-one. Wow. The last time they even come close to each other one-on-one is... Let's see... Okay, we get, they team up in 2004 along with Chris Benoit and Shelton Benjamin to beat Evolution. Ooh. And they're both in the 2008 Royal Rumble. Wow. And also, Shawn Michaels guest referees a number one contenders match against Mankind and Triple H. Oh, wait, I forgot about this one, 97. A house show in Canada, headlined by DX versus Dude Love and Steve Austin. Oh, that would have been... Is that your on the title, tag title run, maybe? There was no tag titles on the line. Not to say that it wasn't... No, they weren't tag champs at the time. But in terms of one-on-ones, this will be the main significant singles attraction they will have. Everything else they will have singles-wise will be on house shows. Considering, like like I said, I've never seen this match all the way through. I've seen the, the highlights and the big bits from it, but considering how this has gone down in history and how it was received, you'd assume they'd go that well again. Well, I think from here, they... Um, from here, we kind of move towards uh, a new champion, and then before mm. that, it's WrestleMania. Yeah, true. And so... I guess they, if they had the time, they would have gone back to it. You'd have thought the success was there. But even before this match has started, they already had Mankind set for something else at the next pay-per-view. Mm. Oh, Mandible Claw early. I like the fact he's great finding there as well. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. I like I like a different way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's an aggressive say, streak yeah. that Shawn Michaels has here. I was going to say, knowing Foley, he probably said to Michael, Ryan, don't be afraid to lay them in a little bit if you need to. They Whoa. are quite rough with each other. <laughs> As you saw just there. Yeah. Now, there is a spot in this which many for a while thought was uh, a, a shoot brother brother. And I don't think we've seen it yet. But okay. and, and but mankind would reveal that it was uh, a work brother brother. Nothing to do with this table though. Oh. When spoilers, when tables come into play in this, it's a clip that I don't think gets remembered as much as it should. Because it's historic. Yeah. I believe it's the first time the announce table's broken on. Second? Second time. Of course, yes, they've done it before, haven't they? Yeah, Brett and Diesel. But just in terms of the actual visual of it, because I remember, obviously, back in the day when we were buying the old VHSs, it was showing a lot. But then, obviously, as the aunties built and built and built and tables become more prevalent and more gimmick matches, it's just been kind of forgotten. I think because they, yeah, because you say the ante went up so much that they, it does get lost in the annals. But it was iconic. You know, you got to start somewhere, haven't you? Yeah. And you do here. I like the energy of this. It's really angry. Yeah. I like aggressive baby faces. I like it when baby faces have to change because obviously. They say the hardest things to be is a white meat baby face, isn't it? Because there's not too much dimension to it. But when they are allowed to, like I said, you're fighting an aggressive monster of mankind, you've got to stoop down to his level a bit, otherwise you're in kayfabe, get eaten alive. So I, I like seeing this side. And it's been the story of Shawn Michaels' title reign in general that he's adapted his style to whatever's needed that day. Yeah. And for whatever opponent it's needed for that day. I've enjoyed how that's been a part of his thing. It's it's shown that he's a man of many sides to him. I'm never sure about Mr. Perfect on comms. Yeah. I don't really rate him. No. I wonder how come Kevin Kelly wasn't calling this one. Yeah, because he was hit. He was there. He was backstage, and yeah. he's done such a bang up job on Raw. I guess if you've got Vince there and Jim Ross, yeah, having three play by plays was maybe too much. Because Kevin Kelly's very play by play. Well, unless they thought perhaps with Perfect being a bit weak, they thought probably easier to put Vince there to kind of guide him. Maybe doesn't do a great job because Vince isn't the best commentator, but. It could very well be that, couldn't it? Yeah. Mm. Like to have Vince quote unquote guiding them. <laughs> well, so at this point, I always say, what a maneuver. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's a, a a maneuver or a maneuver. It's a what a maneuver. As long as it's a maneuver, it's <laughs> what a maneuver. Bloody hell. He went deep on that drop kick then. Yeah. 
So this being the first time you've watched this pay-per-view, like, do you appreciate why so many just referred to it as a one-night, a one-match card? Yes. <laughs> well, when you think of all the people who aren't on this, like we said before, the Intercontinental title match has been bumped. Austin's not been wrestling. Um, Sid's nowhere to be seen. Vader's nowhere to be seen. Who else? Obviously, Ahmed's out of commission, but... He's gone, yeah, what bollocks to it. One match. Everyone else, ah, good luck. <laughs> I mean, obviously, they added locally, they advertised for more because there's no way that, I mean, with the greatest respect to Jose versus Jim, that's not going to be what solely draws a record in your house crowd. No. With the greatest of respect to Jose well, I mean, versus Jim. On paper, you know, Owen and Davey going for the tag titles would probably entice a few buys alongside this title match and Goldie versus Taker. Like, on paper, it sounds all right, but just they weren't very good matches. Tag title yeah. match, all right. Yeah. I, think, I think you can just stick Undertaker's name on the show and then you'll do mm. all right. There's some lovely rumours this weekend of Undertaker turning up at SummerSlam. Do you reckon he will? Uh, I don't know. It's... What? Oh, I remember this. <laughs> a very clipped moment that is of Mankai just driving a little pencil into his knee. Got it from Tony Hart before. <laughs> he raided Tony Hart's cupboard. <laughs> hey, I'll have that pencil for later. Thank God Neil Buchanan's not here. He only brings paintbrushes. <laughs> Yeah, he brings a big thing of salt. <laughs> Just a big bag of... I made this with a big bag of salt. It's a picture of, of, of Q8. <laughs> I tried that and it was bloody rubbish. Sorry, Head. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I tried this heart attack and I'm shit at it because I'm just ahead. I forgot to put glue down. It's like, well, you still, it's still a good effort considering you are a, a stone head. <laughs> yeah, so I wouldn't beat yourself up too much. Like, that's fair fucks to you. You know, you look like Chris Tarrant, but you're giving it a go. <laughs> I believe they said that to Toby Tarrant. They did, yes. <laughs> oh, he took on his job at Radio X. Now, Mankind's got an injured knee, but he's so bloody wild that he's driving his injured knee into Sean's heed. That's the story, Morning Glory. <laughs> That's what, what Oasis, is, <laughs> Oasis' second album was about. That's what they were all about, wasn't it? Yeah. So, hang on, just to, just to go back to, to rewind, you got a tattoo done this weekend. Yeah, I've had a couple done recently, yeah. What you got? Um, I've got a pair of comedy wind-up teeth tattooed on my leg. Is that because you're wacky? Oh, no, um, mate of mine's a tattoo apprentice. So obviously the, the stages of becoming a tattoo artist, you know, you do take it on as a practice some way, you do loads and loads of drawings, then you practice on fake skin. There's like a kind of like synthetic skin you can get. And then you, you're eventually allowed to, you know, you're unleashed. Um, and you've got to volunteer to do it because, you know, it could come out a bit bum because the 
practicing, but it's free. Um, so I was just like, yeah, I'll come in for a couple, get some on my legs. I've got space on my legs and I've not got much money at the moment. So, um, so I've got a little coffin nail on my ankle and I've got a uh, yeah, pair of wind-up teeth on my leg. And he looks lovely. He's called Chomp. Uh-huh. Did you choose that particular design or was that one that your mate was trying? It, 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 what he was trying. So he just got them all, put them on his Instagram, says, I'm just doing these for now to get me practices. Pick what you want. So me and a couple of my other mates have all been in and had bits and bobs done. And little Chompy T. A little Chompy T himself. Oh. I like it. So how many have you had now? Oh, a few. <laughs> a fair few. Um, I've got most of my left arm done. That's getting finished in September. I've got half of my right arm done. I've got my chest done. I've got my big toe tattooed. Uh, I've got both my thighs done. And I'm just filling up my shins and legs and bits now. What's on your big toe? Uh, a tooth. <laughs> Any reason or just... No, no I, get, I get a guy, a tattoo artist who used to work at the studio I go to. He's really good. He's not there anymore. Um, his house burnt down. His house burnt down. But his, his signature for a while was doing teeth. And I was just like, oh, I'd, I'd like one on me. So can you just do one on me big toe for us? <laughs> I like the randomness of the tattoos. Oh, one of my mates is worse. He's got like like a bowling pin on him, and a penguin, <laughs> Stegosaurus, um, Gary Oldman. Uh... <laughs> my mate's got um, Captain America and the Winter Soldier on different arms. Yeah. And they look amazing, like Sebastian Stan on the one arm and... Uh... Chris Evans on the other one. They look really good. Have I ever shown you my right leg? <laughs> is, that a, is that a chat of line? It is, yeah. Well, I, I, <laughs> should I ever end up in the dating pool again? I'm going to try. Hello, have I ever shown you my right leg? Well, I, I've got a tattoo on like the pretty much the entirety of my right thigh and it hurt like absolute bollocks, but it does kind of work as a chat up line as well. Because I've got Stevie Wonder tattooed on my leg. Wow. <laughs> so, just, so, you know, if I'm if I'm with, you know, uh, someone for the first time and I remove my trousers, I have to let them know beforehand that Stevie Wonder's <laughs> going to be smiling at them. So <laughs> I have to warn you, something very superstitious is going to happen. Then you take your trousers down there, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> it's when he starts singing, it's weird. <laughs> And they're just like, get out of my house, Hopkins. I'm like, <laughs> I've got to finish Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> so, Stevie Wonder on the one thigh, Paul McCartney on the other. <laughs> they're living together in perfect harmony. Paul McCartney, the number one Liverpoolian. And I've got, I've got Michael Jackson on my car. That sounded terrible. Yeah, um, no, I mean, I think that's why there were all those lawsuits. In the Oh dear, his house burnt down. His <laughs> theme park burnt down. Imagine the smell if Never, Neverland went on fire. <laughs> Wish I owned a theme park. <laughs> Great, no cues. <laughs> I can imagine you just on your own on a Ferris wheel and just be like, 
how come I always get stuck at the top? Are <laughs> <laughs> there more people on? What? How? Not even Alex is allowed here. It's my personal theme park. Ah, oh, wonderfully executed part here. Yeah. Watch out, Sean. He's only got one here. <laughs> Love that bit. Yeah. They've just told a magnificent story, these two. Yeah. They, they like, built up. Go on, look at these. Sean just being unable to find a solution to the weirdo that is mankind. Mm. They, they've effectively built up the Mandible Claw since his debut as well. Yes. From the moment we saw it, we knew it was dangerous. To the yeah. point it elicits that reaction, like screams from the female fans of Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Oh, Hugo's down. Hugo is down. <laughs> Look at him. He's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Hugo's livid. What Charles event is Cabrera's it? loving it. What event was it where Hugo bladed? Oh. Was it a, Was it in 2002? Maybe, yeah. There's, there's, there's one where someone clatters into Hugo. He gets up and he's bladed. He's just like, why have you done that? God love him. I think Wait, I'm gonna... L doing the, the count outside, you know, oblivious to the fact that Shawn Michaels just walloped him with a chair. <laughs> Very uh, loose and fast officiating. Oh, yeah. By uh, Earl Hebner. Someone, someone would even call it aggressively slapdash. <laughs> Increasingly slapdash. <laughs> Let's report that new... Half rug. My Earl has left me. This is a great strategy by Sean. He's just breaking his fingers like he's young Pete. Dunne. <laughs> the style that Pete Dunble utilized to great effect. I like Pete Dunne's finger breaking stuff. I know it's, uh, some people think it's a bit corny, but I like it. That's great. It's classic. Yeah. Nice old school bit. You know what? WWE are very good at just taking those very old school things and, and revitalizing them. They're very simple but very effective. A lot of Roman Reigns, his title matches for better or worse, are very rooted in old school psychology. Yeah. And I think it works for him personally. Some may disagree. I can't really comment. I think I've only seen about two Roman Reigns matches during this title run. Ooh. Did you not see the match with the Usos at Money in the Bank? Uh, no, because it was a bit late, so I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was on at UK time. It's UK? Like... I was going to say, it's UK. to be fair, like, I, think, I think we eventually stopped watching it at about half midnight when the press mm. conference wrapped up. So I think it was quite a late one for WWE. Yeah. Where's, where's We're not getting any younger, are we? Yeah. No, not at all. I'd like a day where I just sleep. That'd be nice. Just one a week. <laughs> I could just, just guilt-free stay in bed. It's all good. Yeah, I did... Um, what was it? The Slammiversary, I did. And then I was up at like nine the next morning. No, it was 10. I was meant to go up at 9, but I slept until 10. Gave myself a little treat. Oh, a little treaty pie. Yeah. What did you make of Slammiversary? 
I like that. I like the Impact shows. Impact have got a really strong roster, but my thing has been that the um, main event scene seemed a bit lacking, and now that Josh Alexander's back, it's they just need it. But it was yeah. a yeah, it's a, they're a very solid company, and but they've still got that weird impactness about them. It's great. I'm a big fan of what they do. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> I got an egg. Hey, egg. Jay, I'll give it a shout out to eggs. One for you, Jack Yolanda. <laughs> it's all those years ago when I heard Jim Ross and I was just like, do you know what? Yeah, egg, yeah. Jay. Hey. Jim Ross likes food. <laughs> that Jim wasn't Ross like likes food and women's pictures on Twitter. <laughs> We've all we've all been horny and hungry. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was a way you could mash the words together. <laughs> hungry, maybe. <laughs> Put that in the lure, I think. Um, Ooh. Nice. Oh. Classic. Who did the pulling pile driver first? I always associated it with funk. Yeah. I think it was a funk move that, that Mick sort of took as his own. Yeah. There's a guy in the front who's barely moving. I think he's a mannequin. Oh, in the blue T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> That's creepy. I think he's a mannequin. I like the fact the Spanish announcers haven't bothered moving the table back. They're just like, ah, I'll just leave it there. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I'm, no, I just best leave it where it is. We're not strong like, enough. Elle's like, what are you going to do with those chairs? You better not be using them. No, I'm just going to pl- I'm just going to fold them up neatly and put them over there. Get them out of here. You naughty boys. What a plush the casket that is. is here. Has there been a wrestling game that's done a casket match? I'm trying to remember. Ooh. It's been buried alive. I'm sure one of the SmackDown games did a casket match, but it was really like very... You had the casket in the ring and you had to just powerbomb the guy into it or something. Yeah, that sounds about right. Hammer X to close the lid and all that shit, probably. If there hasn't been one, then there should be one. Yeah. Old time's sake. Or an ambulance match. I mean, wish you could do a casket match. You could technically do an ambulance match as well. Yeah. In a game. And a dumpster match. I do love a dumpster match. I love them in real life as well. Just because they're seldom seen. <laughs> dumpsters yeah. and the Wrestlemania talking like alluding to before Funk and Cactus versus New Age Outlaws that dumpster match that's one of my favourite Mania matches yeah um, it's just fun it's just just a fun old time I like the word dumpster it sounds like a casual nickname given to C- C- Clive Dump <laughs> hey Yo. it's the dumpster <laughs> oh, oh! Talking a dumpster. 
great spot. Amazing. I think that's the first time there's been an actual move for a table. Because Bret Hart was just kind of like bumped off the apron, wasn't he? Yeah, that was, yeah. This was, this was an offensive move repelling them through mm. for the first time. Oh, wait. But it looked like Sean countering it. Yeah. Is this the third one, actually? Did Undertaker put Mankind through the table yet, where he goes headfirst through it? Oh. I don't know. I know that's what you mean. Mm. I don't think that's happened yet. Bandaminator! <laughs> Someone holding up an EC fucking W sign. Yeah, look at that. Shawn Michaels being the first to land a Van Dominator in Philly. Because Van Damme wouldn't have been dropping them yet, surely. Yeah, definitely not, no. Yeah. Oh, he's late. Vader was late. Oh, God, Vader. Vader just can't get a break, can he? No. Sean's furious. I like, I like the fact that Earl <laughs> threw a DQ for a man being in the ring, not, you know, Shawn Michaels booting a chair into Mankind's head. You could tell they were waiting for him because ref Earl's cat dead slow. Vader was nowhere to be seen, so Sean just jumps up the taxi. Yeah. Way! Super Noodle head himself. <laughs> what a terrible punch that oh, was. Here's a bunch of shit punches. <laughs> DQ. Yes! Upside down! Yeah. I knew it! What was the camera angle then? <laughs> <laughs> Don't quite know. Oh, on his hand, going for the mandible claw. At first, I thought they were just trying to focus on that young boy. Ah, uh, well, Mankai didn't win, but this is cool. Just yeah. devastating the champ. The gullet. Pop open that casket. I'm sure it's fine. Ha <laughs> ha! Hello, boys! <laughs> Somebody order an ass whooping. <laughs> <laughs> booger red! Booger off! <laughs> Fucking booger red! Booger, more like fucker! <laughs> Pat Parsons just there going, Oh, Undertaker! <laughs> Hello! I did not realize Undertaker. I don't know where he's from. <laughs> Why is he the Iron Sheik? <laughs> I did not realize Undertaker, I shake it, baby, slap you, fuck you up, shake it, baby. Round number one, USA Hatui. Attitude here, you got Briscoe and the Sheik as the Stooges. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin, man. Are you fucking cold? I fuck you up. <laughs> Austin's push would never have happened because every time Austin tried to push the Stooges, fucking Sheiky's there, put him in the camel clutch. I'll break your back. Break fuck, fuck. out Hulk, Austin Hogan, fucking scum Hulk Hogan, Austin. Your neck shit, I fuck it up. <laughs> I tore it. Anyway, Sean wins by DQ. 
Still the champion. I don't think it took away from the match, though. No, um, I don't think so. What did Dave Meltzer think, though? I'm saying four stars. Four and three quarters. Ooh. He says a super match. The weak ending kept it from being match of the year. Wow. Dave didn't like the DQ or the no. fact that Vader was late for the run-in. Yeah. So four and three quarters. We'll take Very it. Very good match. Very good match. Glad Very. that I finally seen it. Yeah. Was it what you expected it to be? Uh, more chaotic. Ah. Like I like I said, I'd seen the, the big spots before, like the Van Dominator and obviously the table, but I wasn't expecting it to be as aggressive from Sean, I think, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he, he, he ramped it up, didn't he? Yeah, and especially while you've got a relatively healthy Mick Foley, you can still take bumps onto concrete as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the exploitative for all it's worth. Well, Playgirl's getting his bum out. Some, some fellow in the front row laughing his head off there. He's like, oh, there's a bit of his bum. Somebody doesn't tan with their shorts off. He seems in a good mood considering Vader was late for the running. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. There was a moment in the match. Uh, I didn't spot it, but it definitely, it was so, there's a bit in the match where um, in the corner, there's still, oh, hello, there seems to be a botched spot. Foley's in the wrong place and Sean seemingly throws a hissy fit and slaps him. Oh. Tommy Dreamer asked Mick Foley how he stayed calm after Sean slapped him. Foley said the spot where went the way it was supposed to as an intentional botched spot. I'd heard the story as well that it was a playoff Sean's actual botched spot with Vader at SummerSlam. Oh. Austin so a little, asked, little, yeah, little rib for the boys. Yeah, so it was a little something for the lads, I think, just to uh, play off that and just to, again, just another way of ramping up the aggression in that match, maybe. Mm-hmm. Just to actually uh, beef it up. I like the fact that Perfect and, and Sean were keeping kayfabe then, because obviously they feuded after WrestleMania 9. Yeah. Uh, so Perfect was like, yeah, it was good, but I'm not acknowledging you, you little dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> A bit of kayfabe, bit of reality there, maybe. Yeah. But so, phenomenal yeah, so, match. Phenomenal so, match that saves the pay-per-view. So they were playing off of Sean's temperament then. Was it as a rib or just as a spot? I think just as a spot. Yeah. It was almost just, um, I think what Mike, spot, from though. what Mick Foley was saying, it was just a way of sort of showing Shawn Michaels ramping up the aggression. Yeah. Saying like he'd need to in order to beat uh, someone like Mankind. Oh, he's got a rose. She's going in for another kiss. Oh, it's keen air. <laughs> of abuse. I like that someone gave him a rose. He is the rose of the new generation. After <laughs> He's my rose. All right, Vince, chill. So that was In Your House, Man Games. Uh, Jack Kins, your thoughts on Man Games? Even though it wasn't very good, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> it was It was a fine watch. Like It, was, it didn't feel like a slog. It didn't feel like a chore. Yeah. That main event obviously saved it. I think if it had a different main event, I'd be feeling a bit different. But yeah, fine. They were, I, think, I think they were very aware that it was a light card apart from the main event. So the mm. matches were all 
relative. I don't think a single match up until the main event went over 11 minutes. Okay. You had Savio and Marty. So, so you had you had Savio and Bradshaw going seven. You had uh, Jose and Jim going less than a minute. Mm. Uh, Davy and Owen went 10:59. Mark Henry Lawler went five minutes 13. Undertaker and Goldust went 10:23, and then that main event went just shy of half an hour. Wow. So I think they knew it was a bit of a one-match card. So they're like, well, we should just lean in as much as we can to that one match and let them go. After yeah. that, though, we had three dark matches to send the fans home happy. Uh, Jake Roberts beat Hunter Hearst Helmsley one-on-one. Yeah, of course. We had Farouk and Mark Mero in a little preview of the following night on Raw. Okay. And in the main event, Psycho Sid and Vader absolutely stank the joint up. Of course they did. Apparently it was just a dreadful match which was thrown out as they just kept beating each other with unconvincing punches like we saw at the end of the show. <laughs> so they do have previous, yeah. Yes. Uh, but it was, uh, that was that was how they sent Philadelphia home. I don't know why because Philadelphia were really lovely to them. I don't know why you yeah. punished them in that way. Yeah, Philadelphia which is usually slightly aggro at yes. <laughs> the best of times. And they were especially good here tonight. So when we are back together, which is next week, we're going to be looking back on the night after in your house, Mad Games. And we Games. are joined by Games. We are joined by Cultaholic Patreon supporter Mike Staley to do that. In a show that I feel like Atkins we recorded 300 years ago. Yeah, when, when actually was that? <laughs> it's at least over, it must be three weeks. Because we we had to get yes, for two weeks because of Aiden Gibbons, yeah. <laughs> it's been it has Brick. it's been it's been, a, it's been a good while yeah. since we actually recorded that one. But uh, back on the gravy train now. We are well and truly back on the metaphorical agravi train. And until we are next back together with you, he is at Brat Atkins on X. Uh, I'm at Tom Campbell on X and together we're at Cultaholic wherever you find us. Don't forget to join us. Bulldogs are champ again. Yay! We've been waiting for this for so long. Now it's here. It's, it's just sweet nectar, isn't it? Sweet, sweet nectar. Sweet nectar king. Love you, bye. <laughs> or, or is it lo- locally called bees? <laughs> Love you, bye. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic Wrestling News.